Welcome to the No Spin News, Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, Fight for Your Freedom. Another very important broadcast, and we're very happy so many of you are watching us, and we have a lot of new premium and concierge members, and, uh, you know, it's my job to keep you well informed so you can protect yourself and your family. It's all about protection right now. This isn't about who's the better politician or who's doing stupid stuff or that. This is about self-protection and protection of family and friends. That's what it's about. So we have a good information for you today. So here's the a virus update. Um, President Trump has um, basically worked out some kind of self-test. Now, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not going to describe any of this. I'm going to let the federal government do that. But he announced it today, and it's important. Roll it. Let me just say, the self-swab is what it is. It's a self-swab. You do it yourself. The other has to be issued by a, a health professional, and it's something that uh, is, is quite difficult. And we think it's working out for the self-swab. And uh, if it would test positive, the people would go and uh, they would do what they have to do. But we think that's probably working out. I've asked the FDA to cut through the red tape and reduce regulatory barriers. Okay, so if this self-test becomes a reality, and I don't think the president will be telling everybody about it, if it wasn't, this would be um, a very important development. Because the testing kits, they're out now, and, and everybody's starting to get them. Um, and I'm going to get more into this later. I, I have probably the most important final thought at the end of this broadcast I've ever had. And I'm going to really lay it out to you what has happened. We've done a lot of research on it. But this self-test, um, you know, if it works, uh, that's a big, big thing. Now, the anti-Trump media, which is dishonest in the extreme, and you know it, I don't have to go over this. They are uh, continuing to put out that Donald Trump uh, is incompetent in his handling of the virus. So one of the main offenders is the New York Times. Now, the New York Times puts reporters out to be commentators now, which never happened in the past, shouldn't happen. If you're a reporter, you're a reporter. You're not an analyst. I was a reporter for many, many years, and then I became an analyst, all right? So this is one of their main reporters, a woman named Maggie Haberman, this morning. Go. But for him to go out and claim that he treated this as if it was a pandemic the whole time, that is a lie. That is not true. This is actually something that does affect how people conducted themselves. There have been a lot of people in this country who were not taking this particularly seriously over the last few weeks. All right. That is a lie. That is not true. That's an opinion. All right. And Haberman is a Trump hater. She has to be. If she wasn't, she wouldn't be working for The New York Times and, and getting big assignments. Now, The New York Times knows that this woman is violating their code of ethics by giving an opinion like that's a lie, blah, blah, blah. The truth is that Donald Trump stopped the flights from China to the USA on January 31st, which was early, earlier than almost every other country. And Joe Biden called him a xenophobe for doing it. That's the truth. Right now, the president did not want to cause panic, didn't want the stock market to go down. So he didn't go, oh, 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 he didn't do that. And he didn't mobilize the federal government to start making more respirators and test kits. He didn't do that. You know, he took it step by step. You, the voter, can make your decision on whether that was logical or not. And again, I'll have 
the timeline at the end of this broadcast. Hang tough, and here's an announcement. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Now, we go to politics. So, Bernie Sanders is done. He's pulled his ads off Facebook, and he hasn't announced, or maybe he has after I finish this taping. We do this taping late afternoon. Um, but he's finished. And Sanders can't continue running against Biden. He's no chance of winning at all. Even if Biden were to, something happen to him, and I hope that never happens, Sanders not going to get the nomination. He doesn't have enough delegates and he doesn't have the power to get. I mean, the the Democrat voters have said no. Um, Now, way back in February 19th, um, Sanders had momentum. You remember all that, right? Iowa, New Hampshire, everyone's going crazy, particularly on CNN, we'll take. He's the front runner at this point. He's almost certainly going to win Nevada. Uh, And the other candidates are going to try and bring down the front runner because the other candidates can see if Bernie wins Nevada, which he's expected to, uh, it's going to be harder and harder for them to, to make the case. I do think his win was incredibly impressive, not so much because of the margin, but because you really, we, our core base are young people, people of color and women. And he really nailed two of those. I haven't seen the breakdown on gender, uh, but he, you know, so he's on his way. Oh, he's not. Now, six days before that fallacious, word of the day, fallacious analysis, six days before, on February 13th, here's what your humble correspondent said about Bernie Sanders. Go. I mean, you know, his fanatical supporters are there, but they're not there in great numbers, and they're declining. You saw the votes in Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, Sanders didn't do nearly as well this time around as last time around 2016. And uh, Mary's not going to vote. They're not going to like the socialists. All right. So I I knew from the jump that Bernie Sanders wasn't going to get the nomination. I told you that. And that's why you're subscribers to BillOReilly.com, because you get the best information. Okay. So I got a really important final thought that you're going to want to have maybe a pen and paper for. But first, this advertisement. Support for this podcast and the following small business story comes from Dropbox Business. Teamwork, your way. Hi, I'm Naomi, and this is my small business story. There I was again, struggling to balance my professional life and making my son something healthy in my personal life. And then I decided I can solve this. So I put together a team, and we created Astronoms, an easy, balanced meal for working parents to give their kids. Our team seems mismatched in different time zones with different working styles. But honestly, that's only made us more productive. I work early in slides, while BizDev assigns tasks, and Legal works late sending documents from HelloSign, all from one shared Dropbox workspace. Oh, that's our project manager. I gotta go. Bye. Try Dropbox for your team free for 30 days at dropbox.com slash teams at work. All right. So I've been soul searching myself. Did I do a good enough job in the beginning of the coronavirus? Did I do a good enough job? 
was I on it the way I should have been? I don't know. Here's what I said on January 22nd, very early on. Here's what I said. Go. China. Coronavirus. It's really a super flu. All right? Coronavirus. It gets into your lungs. It's like pneumonia. You can't breathe. You die. So far, 440 cases, most of them in China, nine dead. Um, the town of Wuhan has been um, isolated, shut down, can't get in. This is like the Andromeda strain. Now, that is very chilling to everybody on the planet, this pan-epidemic thing that we've seen in the movies, zombie people, you know, all that. But it's happening in China, uh, one case in the USA outside of Seattle. And now if you fly uh, from China to the USA, you are being scrutinized in the airports. But it takes about a week for this disease to uh, manifest itself. So pretty frightening situation. What's going on? We'll keep you posted on that. All right, that was all accurate, 100% accurate. Now, the day after I said that, the day after, January 23rd, China imposed a lockdown on Wuhan. The day after I said that, the House impeachment arguments started. I said that on the 22nd of January, the 23rd, China locked down Wuhan, impeachment started. Now, impeachment diverted attention of President Trump away from the virus and of the American people. There's no question about it. The impeachment fraud diverted our attention away from the virus. That is the truth. Now, I'll give you the facts. Okay. On January 30th, the World Health Organization declared the virus a global health emergency. January 30th. The next day, President Trump stopped the flights from China. All right. Now, on February 3rd, Congressman Schiff delivered his closing arguments in the Senate impeachment trial. So you can see it's concurrent. Now, what do you think President Trump's doing? He knows about the World Health Organization, but his focus has to be on him being impeached, correct? So it's not an excuse, it's a fact. Then, on February 26th, um, the first case of local transmission was announced in America. Again, I gave you a warning on the 22nd. The president gave you a warning on the 31st of January, three weeks before. But nobody had any idea. February 29th, first death. First death. It's only three weeks ago in the USA. You can see how fast this is. So to be fair, and that's what this program's all about, Donald Trump has acted pretty quickly. Yeah, there's not enough test kits, but they're rampant. There may not be enough respirators and all that, but they're rampant. It's only been three weeks. So I'm okay with the president. See you tomorrow.